Hello and welcome back to the Ski Racing Podcast with me, Ed Drake, and uh, Marcel Mathis is here with me. Ben is over in, uh, where is he? He's in Blumen, Australia, taking some well-deserved R&R. So it is just Marcel and I here for the first episode of season five. Somehow we've been cracking on with this thing for five, five seasons already. But uh, how are you, Marcel? What have you been up to, buddy? Yeah, I'm good. Good. Um, been following the ski racing summer season. Um, other than that, I mean, not much, not much, mate. Um, working. Someone's got to pay the bills, right? Um, pay the bills to take all those holidays. I see from your Instagram. Exactly. Living um, <laughs> the dream. But they're like they're small holidays compared to what Ben is doing. I mean, he's going completely overboard and. I think we're going to miss the Statman for the next yeah. couple of weeks. Yeah, I heard it was first class all the way. I think he's, isn't he jet setting? Was it a private plane or just uh, first class? I, I've heard some private plane stuff. <laughs> blah, blah, blah. Who knows? <laughs> he's going to be dropping in later at some point. Um, but yeah, no, so you were telling me that you've been keeping an eye on on the, the summer season so far. And um, what's the scoop? What is the scoop? What's going on? You know, I think it's, it was pretty tricky this year because a lot of the glaciers actually didn't really have snow so from what i saw a lot of people have gone gone to southern hemisphere which yeah. they couldn't do for the last couple of years so i think that's that's interesting they, yeah, i think, I think they got some good yeah 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 i was gonna say no i think yeah with the last couple of seasons with covid that south america trip hasn't really happened so yeah everybody as soon as travel started opening up is going full gas back onto down into chile down to portillo getting some serious miles under the speed skis. And then the sort of tech guys are over in New Zealand, getting some miles under under those little slalom skis, doing about a billion turns too many. Yeah, I mean, from what I've been reading up on the Austrian newspapers, I heard that it's quite obviously, it's a big expense this year for everyone um, because they couldn't do much of the, of the summer training in, on the glaciers, as I said. And they had to send like more of their teams down there, which is obviously a, a big overhead for everyone. And it's probably not going to help the the um, carbon carbon footprint, is it? <laughs> uh, no, no. I think that's. Uh, I wonder how they're going to offset it against. I don't know. There must there must be some sort of program. That's something that Ben would have been able to help us out with. But, but wasn't there like the fi- the fist said they want to be carbon neutral by like whatever? Um, it's just not going to happen, is it? Yeah, I mean they can say they want to. <laughs> i'm sure they i'm yeah, sure they the, do it's want all about to. it's all about the good intentions right <laughs> yeah i really want to but uh we're still going to jet set we're going to do more races than we've ever done before and it's uh going to be a non-stop calendar we talked about it the other day didn't we marcel that, that racing is now back to back so first race up is uh the 22nd 23rd that solden classic season opener out in solden but then you know normally marcel we talked about it in years gone by you sort of had that little I don't know, what was it, like three-week gap between that and Levy, then Lechzer sort of popped itself in the middle, and now we've got a weekend of downhill for men and weekend downhill for women over in um, Zermatt Chavinia, which is going to be our first take at, uh, I think it's unique downhill crossing, uh, you know, crossing borders, crossing territories. Exactly. It's the first race ever that finishes in one uh, stop starts in one country and finishes it in the other one um it's going to be also i think the longest downhill of the season and it's it's about <laughs> the earlier yeah it's about, not on altitude on on like the the meters they have to cross to the finish um yeah. but i think it's going to be an interesting one because the speed skiers they usually had so much more time to prepare 
And I think that might be also the reason why they all went to South America, because there was not much snow on the glaciers. They couldn't really train around here, but they've gonna have the first race in like literally two weeks time, um, which is very unusual for everyone. And I think we might see some upsets there. We might see some, but who knows? You know? Yeah, I think you're right though, aren't you? Because used to the first downhill race would have been uh, late louise for the men and then beaver creek and the women obviously would have been late louise the following weekend when the men were in beaver creek and so that's one of those where yeah that is early late very late november beginning of december but with the glaciers you can only ever train speed really in zermatt and the swiss yeah. have, have the keys <laughs> to Zermatt's uh, long pieces, And so, you know, they've been, they've been training hard and fast on that hill for a long, long time. And um, we'll get into some picks later on, but I'd be very hard pushed to think about anybody else other than a Swiss winner, surely, surely. I mean, the thing is, I would assume they probably had some Italians training there as well and stuff. But it's not much different to other like South American ski resorts, you know? you have, I don't know, maybe the French people or the French ski team who has been in like a certain resort for, I don't know, like 10 years. I mean, they probably done like some, they delivered some, I don't know, like nets or, you know, maybe a, a piece, a track, cat track or whatever to, to prepare the piece or something like that. Mm. And then they can train. And it's really hard actually for, especially for women's small ski nations, they never have a chance to train anywhere. You know that better than anyone. Um, but it's all a bit of like a crook game sometimes, you know, you just, it's the same with Americans in, in Copper Mountain. I mean, they do give them some time to train, but not really. So yeah. it's like, it's, it's an interesting one. It's a bit yeah. of like a, a chess game as well. You know, who do you going to let train? So yeah, a bit of give and take. Who's going to be, yeah. Who's yeah. I mean, you want, you want to give them something because you want to train maybe in their resort, but in the end, like you don't want to give them too much because you don't want them to have an advantage over you. Exactly. No, it's going to be fascinating. I can't wait to see it. And uh, it's going to be a, a, an absolute cracker uh, if it gets to run. Because as we well know, that glaciers at that time of the year are a little bit hit and miss with the weather, aren't they? Into, you know, how many times have we seen Solden cancelled? That's a, that's a, a, you know, a GS race. You know, the, the thing with Solden is it has been cancelled multiple times, but at least you, you can kind of like shorten it. So you have only the steep bit and then the last flat bit there, which usually runs fairly well. And you can just leave the top one out and the top one is like where the wind comes in or where the weather yeah, comes yeah. in. So that's like, I'm less concerned about that. But if you have a downhill on like four kilometers, <laughs> um, it's literally starting <laughs> yeah, up at like 3,000 meters. 3,500 meters and the finish is like 2,800 or whatever it is. There are no trees. I mean, it's... No it's protection. beautiful lottery though um yeah. so it's it's going to be interesting to see i think it's good um it just gives people maybe even smaller nation you know a chance to train um six more runs or five more runs yeah um on like on race conditions which is good um but i don't think that everyone will be on 100 percent by then i would highly assume they're not but yeah. then if you're not, but then if you're not, you never you are missing two hundred points. So um it's it's a tricky one. Yeah, you haven't got a chance to ease your way in, have you? Yeah, two hundred points when you're doing a nine, I think it's a nine downhill season. Yeah, it's ten. Nine or ten. But yeah, it's a bit it's a decent bulk of of points to uh to sort of let go by unless you know these guys will seriously be targeting that, then probably have a bit of downtime again. 
ease their way back up into the into the speed races come the sort of more more regular start to the speed season uh somebody that won't be racing we're talking about people that have hung up boots and retired i think obviously most notable absentee will be certain mr jettel jansrud he's struggled hasn't he really over the last couple of seasons he him and him and uh, Svindal, sort of iconic duo that the Norwegians have produced. We spoke about it so many times before, but uh, Jansr had finally decided that, that he was going to call it a day in what has been a, a mega, mega career. But it's time for the next set of Norwegians. Obviously, we've still got the likes of <laughs> a certain Mr. Alexander Olmot Kilder, who's been smashing races left, right, centre. But it'd be cool to see uh, an opportunity for some of the younger guys coming through, hopefully. But yeah, no more Jansrud. I think it's really sad because I, I really enjoyed like his presence in the World Cup. He was like someone that's always up to beat. Um, he was always in a good mood, or at least mostly. Um, and he was just he was a fabulous skier. He didn't look that great, I think, but he he was always like very smooth on like the edges, and, you know, like really like a a gentle giant. Um, but I mean, ever since he got injured and reco- he never really recovered from that, sadly. Um, and that happens quite frequently when you're like obviously older. Um, but I think he just started the family now. So good luck for him on that. And also good luck to Swindle. Um, I think everyone saw that, or, or not everyone, but on social media that he had um, a scare with cancer. Well, he had a surgery because of cancer. So uh, knock wood um, that he will be fine as well. But on the other side, it's it's tricky for, for, for Kilda because he doesn't have like, you know, his his friends, but also someone that he can look up to. Yeah, yeah, he's now definitely, I mean, he's he's been leading that team for a little, you know, in terms of performances for a while, but really now he is the sort of elder statesman of the team, which seems a bit funny because, it, you know, having taken that having taken that over from the, the two legends that we just talked about, yeah. So, um, you know, maybe a little added pressure on his shoulders or maybe, you know, he, he's going to sort of revel in the fact that he's the the guy everybody in the team looks up to and and... You know, good, good for him. I, I agree. I, I don't think it's going to bother him too much. But what, like in terms of training, it's obviously a disadvantage, you know, because yeah. he can always train with other nations, but usually they kind of like train between themselves. Um, so that is certainly yeah, something he's going to miss. But even even if Jansrud wasn't good, good like not as good last year or whatever, but he probably was still brain. quite. Yeah, he was probably still quite good in like training and stuff. Yeah, you know, to and, at least. Not yeah, reading snow, reading courses, you know, all of that sort of stuff. Not just, he wouldn't have just been a sort of uh, a teammate to sort of set his bar against in training. It'd be somebody they would talk about. They would talk to each other during inspections of line choices, of snow choices, of everything like that. So even if nothing else, there's a guy that isn't there to sort of bounce ideas off when it comes to, you know, choosing the optimal line or choosing the, 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 the sort of plan of attack for the day. So, yeah, it's going to be a bit different. But also another difference, and obviously we're late to the party with it being now October, but Red Bull Van Deer, new brand on the scene. Uh, what are you expecting from, from that, Marcel? Come on. I mean, what do you expect from Hirscher? To win, right? And I, I'm sure he has the same expectations to himself and to his races. I mean, not well, at least Christopherson. I don't think I don't think he would have started the ski brand if he wouldn't want to win. I mean and he wouldn't have signed up Christofferson if he wouldn't want to win. So that's my expectation to him. And that's what, what will happen most likely. 
because both of those athletes are famed for their sort of tinkering aren't they with his obviously when he was racing um but certainly christopherson has sort of done the same sort of thing hasn't he where he's tried lots of stuff he's been mixing stuff up uh, in training trying to find the best thing he's always talking about oh just changing this slightly just changing that slightly so again we talked about yandred with his ski brain but to have you know arguably the greatest of all time marcel hirscher uh, creating a ski brand and then teaming up to with, uh, you know, Christofferson, who is obviously not too shabby in his own right. Uh, and those two guys are going to be, you know, just imagine the board meetings with those two. And it would imagine like <laughs> the, the ski room chat about the minute, minute of uh, a tiny different flex or some sort of different composite between the wood and the glue or something, you know, it's going to go deep. I mean, on paper, it's obviously one of the most iconic duels there has ever been. <laughs> you know? Rivalry turned bromance. <laughs> to be fair, like you know, they Van Deer, they don't, they don't look like they're doing like half things. You know, they are. They've hired like obviously Christofferson. They've got like Tony Giger from the Austria ski team, like a couple of service people from the Austria ski team. They have Ferdl Hirscher in there, and they have like Red Bull behind them. Like, I mean, it's like a it's destined to be successful, but you never know. Like because Christofferson, like he was, he was trying a lot of things recently or last year and the year before, and it just he just got himself into this like weird mood where he tried everything and like complained about everything, but it didn't work. Yeah. I don't think he can do that with Hirscher. I really no. don't think he can. No, because I don't um, think Hirscher will stand for it. I mean, you heard like you say, how many times did you hear him get to the bottom? and talk about his equipment or throw something or, you know, just be pissed off because his, his setup he thought wasn't right rather than actually yeah. getting on with the skiing. But I, d- I don't think he will put up with it. I hope he doesn't. And I'm, I'm sure Christopherson knows that and he will like behave. Um, he can like be angry, I think on the side, but having such a massive like company behind you as Red Bull is, and we all know it's a Red Bull product basically you know, you can't, you can't afford it. You gotta, you gotta represent something for people. Yeah, because, uh, sorry, carry on. No, no, that that was like literally it. I think that's going to be a completely different dynamic. And obviously if Christopherson listens to someone, it's probably his. (laughs) Yeah. I was was just going to say, like in terms of, you know, a brand that is solely focused on one athlete, really. I mean, they've picked up Timon Haugen, they obviously picked up, uh, Britain, Britain's favourite giant slalom skier, Charlie Raposa. Uh, you know, they, you know. In reality, those it's all about picking up a, a, a first World Cup win with Christopherson. I mean, obviously they take it from anybody, obviously, but they'll be chucking all their eggs in the Christopherson basket and uh, and other brands. Yeah, sure, Atomic will be doing that with with Schifrin and Kilda, but there's that's already two. And then head on the other side of things, you know, I, I guess the other thing, the only other one that's really maybe chucking the kitchen sink and it probably is probably Odomat and um, Stokely. Yeah, exactly. And see how well that worked. <laughs> yeah. I think, you know, it, it could be a huge advantage for Christofferson specifically, but also for Charlie and for, for Hogan. I mean, you know, they're like, I don't know how many people work for them, but probably 20, I would assume, maybe more. Yeah. And they're literally looking after three people. They get like everything they want, everything they need, all the support. I mean, it's like it's the ideal constellation on paper. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. so we just need to see what happens. Like, but I mean, 
yeah, I think it's it's gonna be it's gonna be a really interesting one. And I've heard a little bird saying that maybe Ogemore might be might be with them as well. Um, same basically the same brand. So I don't know if that's true. With, but... with what? Sorry. Uh, Oj- are they called Ogemore? I don't know. I, I don't Ogemore? Know. Ogemore? Yeah, I'll. I'll figure that out for, for <laughs> so, uh, I'm I'm none the wiser to who who you're. Uh, yeah. You, anyway, um, something's so, going to happen, and you're going to go. That's what I was talking about. And yeah, exactly. We're that's, all that's, that's me what I usually do and anyway. the listeners are going to go. <laughs> oh yeah, Marcel, that's exactly what you meant. <laughs> yeah, exactly. No, but it's you know it's it's tricky also for a new ski brand, and I don't know if many people know that, but if you want to get into a ski pool, i.e., like the Austrian ski pool, there will be like set brands in there who supported them for a long time. And if you want to be, if you want to get in there, it takes about two, three years to get in there. So you would have to then start like with junior races. So they junior races could ski on your brand. And then the next year, European cup races could ski on your brand. And then you can go into world cup racing. But could, could somebody have done, um, Oh, my mind's gone absolutely blank. Uh, the Austrian guy that, that won in Zermatt, uh, the one in um, Adelboden from Olympic champ. Is Johannes Strolls? Yeah, because yeah, some could one of the Austrians that's not necessarily on the team. Well, he, he's the, on the team now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. He's in. <laughs> but somebody else could could uh you know a De Gruber be on you know becoming. You got up. you got you got to ask Ben about that. I don't know. <laughs> he has he has close connections with him. No, but you know, could, could somebody? Yes. Is Austrian out, yes. Is it just the A team that that has to? It's it's the, the it's the national team, including like junior racing, European Cup racing, and the national team. So like all of those, because that's the stuff that's that tripped up. Um, Katarina Lienzberger, yes, Lienzberger with with exactly Kessler, wasn't it? Exactly. So it's it's a tricky thing. So you can't you couldn't have gone after Feller or after whatever. You know, it's it's not possible because he's not allowed. But I think Vickers stuff is Newfound probably a good, <laughs> good replacement. Yeah. No. It's, yeah. I, I can't wait to see how it goes. And like you say, the other I would t- want. I would want to know their bloody budget. Just his winnings, just his fizz winnings, is enough to start many a ski brand. Yeah, but do you think he really invests his own money into it? Oh, I think I, I think he must have put a decent chunk in. Obviously, Red Bull are there putting in a lot of money, but sure, surely Hirsch has got to put something in. Probably. I, I don't know. Probably, but I mean, you know, Red Bull has a has a, a team that can overspend in the Formula One, so I'm sure they can overspend <laughs> in racing as well. But yeah, I mean, what a great obviously with Timon Hagen, but what a great opportunity for Raposo to come in yes. and and be like who who gets to train with those guys? Like who? No, yeah, that's I mean? it's a big advantage, and I, I gotta say, it looks. I saw a couple of videos on him. It looks pretty solid. Um, I hope he can. I hope he can get that into the racing as well. And uh, I mean, his last two World Cup races were pretty good. So pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> if he can continue doing that, that would be amazing for Charlie. Yeah, and yeah, well, I mean, he's got the resources now, hasn't he? In terms of you know a bit of budget from Van Deer, but also obviously the the, the whole pr- the whole brand, the whole sort of push that they're doing. Look at them the other day doing that big signing thing. He's sitting there I signing bet, I helmets. Bet he's, I bet he's going to love it. Like his little Instagram. Oh mate, his Instagram. Do you know what? We just have to keep going. The guy's Instagram is going off. <laughs> just... Yeah, just follow Charlie on Instagram. It's quite entertaining. I <laughs> know, uh, but it's um, yeah, it's going to be cool. It's going to be cool. But what happens to the British Ski Federation? Oh, 
I'm not really sure where 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 we st- where we start really. <laughs> Do you know what? It's the same the same stuff. I don't know. I think all you know. I think all federations, the smaller federations, go through this stuff. But holy moly, like he thought we thought we were sort of through this lack of funding with the results that Dave got. You know, World Cup win, podiums, and you're like, how on earth? Have we still not figured it out yet? Yeah, I know. It's it's small like smaller teams have a really hard a really hard time with like sponsors and like obviously that the yeah, I mean the money is not doesn't sit very easily with people right now, so it's yeah. getting even trickier. Even I think even for a ski team like Austria, they probably have to they don't maybe make cuts, but I'm not sure if they can expend more that they could the year before so i guess oh, what was it what was it we were talking because we we had a uh, a beer the other day what were we talking about in the pub with um that race uh cram montana you know that invitational that usually happens in january that they go to that at night race and they said that they're not doing it this year because <laughs> they're not not running yeah and you know if, if the money doesn't sit easy with the swiss you know where it doesn't <laughs> sit you know like, well we all know we all know about the swiss they turn you upside down and shake you before you leave the border to make probably, sure the extra probably money credit sweeps credit sweep was probably the sponsor of that race <laughs> we're not running it lights out <laughs> day races only the sun <laughs> use the sun and you get like a cheese wheel if you win <laughs> that's, that's it i'm not sure you can uh, go on stereotypes like that i'm sure that's something that ben would have picked up on <laughs> ben wouldn't allow that to happen <laughs> um but yeah looking ahead to solden coming up in about 10 days time from when we're recording there are They've got positive snow reports. So as far as snow goes, we are green lit for the first race of the season. Women are on Saturday, the 22nd. Men, Sunday, the 23rd. And uh, I don't know, is it too is, is too early to start talking picks? We've got to talk picks anyway, because obviously the return of the Predictions League. Uh, side note, specifically to... Uh, Jamie Aldridge, I am really, really sorry that I still haven't got you your uh, uh, trophy again. But you are the repeat winner, so just pretend for now. I've got it, but I just haven't been able to get to see you. Um, just pretend that that says 2022 instead of 2021. But I think it, we should. I think we should have like a vote on who is the new president of the of the predictions league because you're going to be voted out, mate. You're mate, right. if you if you want to date the predictions league, you can sit there and <laughs> you can sit there and type over the spreadsheet anytime you want. I'll hand it over to you. I'm not an Excel wizard. Sorry for that. <laughs> yeah. Oh, you soon backed out of that one, didn't you? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, yeah. but me, I'm sure. I'm sure some someone then... someone who is listening must be very good at Excel. So please come forward and help us. <laughs> um and give yeah. me a couple of extra points yeah as well yeah exactly you can start off with like five extra points maybe i think that's probably fair I tell, do you know what well I- you know like you saw the chat and um i'm sorry ben if you ever listen to this you can't pick for the first couple of races i've gone and pick for you yeah is that is this because he beat you in the uh in the league and now he's the holder of the yeah he actually has my trophy which it, you were too lazy to get another one, so I couldn't keep my trophy either. <laughs> so, Jamie, you're not you're in, the, you're in the same boat, mate. So, uh, yeah. So, predictions league is going to be back. So, it is uh, same as same as usual. So, pick your one winner. You get five points if they win, three points if they come second, and a point if they are third. 
So that is how it works, as usual. So you can pick it on the website and then email it over to us. And uh, yeah, so I don't know. What are you What are you thinking? Obviously, it's one of those where it's a shot in the dark because you can only see what people put on Instagram or what you're hearing on the sidelines. So who do you think is going to do the business race one? Oh, God, I wouldn't have a clue. Um, I usually t- try to t- like wait a couple of, you know, have some like random picks and then see who is doing well. Um, but I think it might be Michaela Schifrin. I mean, she looks loved up. She seems like she's on, on form. So um, that might be good for her this year. Potentially with a little point to prove maybe De- definitely i mean she had a good season. i mean she had a good season no one no one else will complain about it but, oh absolutely um, not um I, you know what like i think it's the, the field's getting tighter like obviously people are catching up you know it's quite hard to maintain that like always being in the front and even he, you started with Hirscher, but I mean, he was like the master doing it but even him sometimes you know like after a a tough season he was maybe not as far ahead that he would have been beforehand so i think she will she will come back stronger than she was last year um she also didn't have any injuries during the summer um yeah. her i think i i hope you know like private life not be killed but like everything else that happened in her in her in the past hopefully nothing of that kind of sort happened and and she's like fully focusing on ski racing um so I would, I would go for her. I think that's a pretty bold. I think that's a pretty good shout. I think she's, she's certainly, it is a point to prove. Is it a point to prove? Like you say, anybody else would have been like big successive season, but I think with the Olympics and well-documented uh, and people are allowed to not win every single race, but Schifrin, that's sort of expected of her, isn't it? But I think, I do think she's going to come out absolutely swinging this year absolutely swinging yeah probably <laughs> um and, st- and and i wouldn't be surprised if we see a couple of uh old shiffrin performances where she decimates the field and i do i do hope we do because i feel like last year and the years maybe the previous year she you know like she looked a bit as she wasn't 100 percent sure if the turns would work out the way she wanted it to yeah and i just love to see her on full swing i think she's just Fabulous and full swing, and I hope she's going to go back to that. So you're going to go Schifrin. I, I, I if you hadn't said Schifrin, I would have said Schifrin. Oh, for you, I'm, <laughs> I'm going to go. I'm going to go Hector. Oh, good shout as well. I saw she's actually done a race this summer in uh, Argentina, and she thrashed all of them. I mean, it was like no real World Cup competition, but she was about four seconds ahead. Kind of <laughs> what a, what a good start good. to the season! Four seconds ahead, bloody hell. <laughs> She's just, you know, bit of feel good going into the first World Cup. She's like, well, I won the last race I did. So you know, it's it's funny when you do like those kind of races, and everyone is like, oh, I need some fist points. Like, I want to have some fist points, and then you have like someone like Hector showing up and like beating you by like four seconds, and you're like, oh, for <laughs> sake, like, why do I even start? First one of the season, nice one, Marcel. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> so yeah, no, uh, yeah, I think she's she's definitely going to be coming out swinging again as well but yeah it's going to be tight hopefully because who doesn't want to see a tight first race of the season i mean uh, Sultan is always hard isn't it like the, the slope and the track is i mean is it's hard. unforgivingly brutal did you it like racing brutal. there uh, when i was skiing well i did not <laughs> not the other times it can be it can be um challenging at times i think yeah to say the least 
was your... it was more challenging than it was good actually. <laughs> what was your um what was your best result there? I think like seven, seven or nine, something like that. Which is not too bad. Yeah, not too bad. Yeah, not too bad. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I wish I could have done that more often, but hey, no complaints. So um yeah, it's a, yeah, it's not it's un, super super unforgiving, but it's going to be exactly the same as it always is. Brutally icy, brutally steep, uh, and one mistake coming off that steep to the flat is uh, good night. Because certainly in the men's race, the de- the difference between getting a second run uh, and leading the first run is like just over a second and a half normally. So it's uh, yeah, no no room for errors whatsoever. Um, on to the men, shall we? And Marcel, normally you would pick uh, a Mr. Pantero, but I kind of feel like when that might not be happening so much this season. Uh, not so biased this season. Um, want to fill us in? No, just um, my dad, he's um, not his technician anymore, so I, I don't have that bias towards him anymore, um, <laughs> which is quite nice. It opens up more possibilities for me and winning the league again. <laughs> <laughs> reviving my so, title reviving so, my title he, he was not very helpful last year thank you so very much for that it was, a, it was Alexi that was holding you back so it was his fault that you lost oh yeah clearly okay, was. it was it, a good a good sportsman always blames his tools like that's the first rule right <laughs> uh, are you allowed to tell us uh, who your who your father's working for next year yeah he's working for um, Kessler now which is very exciting they revived brand um and he is working for a check racer yes for a very interesting check racer yes she does snowboard and skiing oh i wonder who that is <laughs> who is it <laughs> <laughs> that's cool no how's i think he... it's exciting he's very excited um, yeah how's he said it's been going what's his what was what, yeah it's going okay. well i mean it's just you know we'll see i guess in two weeks time uh three weeks i think for the girls um she does mo- she does mostly like downhills and super cheese, so that's good. But it's it's very exciting being with a new project, you know, like it's a it's a challenge. Okay, I guess. He, yeah, is he helping with, he, with a bit sorry. of development? Is he helping with a bit of development and stuff as well? Or yeah, is he- for sure. I mean, they're all working closely together. They have like Ilka Stuhedge um as well, which hopefully she has a good season too, because she was struggling a bit over the past couple of seasons after her after her mega season. I yeah, because we were talk you were talking about it earlier in the pod about Jansrud not sort of coming getting back to his form yeah. pre-, pre that injury. And that's sort of that fits the bill pretty well with Stuhertz, wasn't it? Because when she before before that injury what, was it 2019? 2019? I think maybe like 2018, something like that. Yeah, when she was absolutely smashing it, then had that really bad injury and she and, and hasn't been able to find even a sort of a, a tiny bit of that form which is a real shame when you when she was going so well before she's 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 a fabulous skier i mean her technique is is really top notch and i hope she's gonna you know get the confidence have like a change of scenery which is which is good yeah and they are like obviously also they might not be red bull van Deer, but they're also like a very good brand with like a lot of tradition behind them um kessler so I think it's exciting for them. And like they haven't had many races yet, but Alex Tilly was there, so I think it's everyone is excited and I'm too because it's literally a ski brand from my hometown. So I have like close relationship to that, and I hope they're going to do well. Nice, nice. 
nicely good. said right yeah i know yeah well done is, are they sending you a check in the post they might give me a pair of skis watch, <laughs> watch out for me maybe come back come back kid <laughs> better that seventh and Zeldon. right on to the men who is no. your pick going to be for the men i'll let you go first actually because otherwise it wouldn't be fair okay well thank you well that's very kind of you See? um but i'm not i'm not going to go for the i'm not going to go for odomac because i feel like that's a bit boring which is not what i'm about yeah i mean if you if you if you hate winning please then don't pick him <laughs> <laughs> i i'm gonna go i'm gonna go atley mcgrath oh that's a good shot i wonder I, how that i saw they've done some some good training in new zealand and they are like you know they have that team spirit last year they were like very yeah. good but this year they might be even better I think I was. It was a toss-up, you know, who I was going to go for, whether it's going to be him or Broughton. But I don't know. I know. I know Broughton's won there before, and it took, it, which was obviously his first World Cup win. But I, I don't know. Just something said uh, McGrath this time. So uh, yeah, I think I just think that those two, especially those two, you know, another Norwegian duo that are sort of just going to be smashing up the World Cup for seasons to come. I just kind of I, I think they're going to. Both of them are going to turn up at this first race and they are going to go at it. Probably. Would you believe it? Like, they always come in duos. It was like Amo yeah. and, and Jews and then Svindal and Janstrud and now those two. Yeah. I don't know what they do with them up there. Though they, I think they wait They wait until they get like a dynamic duo somewhere, find a dynamic yeah. duo. Yeah, I think there's a there's probably a couple of really good Norwegian World Cuppers that were the, only there on their own, so they, bent, they didn't get on the team. So I'm sorry, mate, you're on your own. You can't do yeah, it. you got to You got to You don't. You don't fit the bill, mate. You got to go. <laughs> yeah, yeah. If you you have to find another friend, you have to find a friend <laughs> who is just as good as you. Otherwise, you can't be on the team. You're out, mate. You're out. <laughs> Katie, I, I would love to have like. I mean, I really want to know if that's like coincidence or not. You know, is it coincidence? I don't know. It, it doesn't seem to be coincidence. Well, it's it happened a fair few times for it to be a coincidence. It might be a conspiracy theory, right there. I mean, let's not let's not delve too deep. <laughs> <laughs> let's not let's not go down that road. But yeah, um, what about you then? Who are you thinking? What are you thinking? I think Ordemar is going to win. Um, hopefully, he can like take, you know, the swing from last year and put it in this year as well. It's obviously going to be tougher um, to be the hunt, the hunted, not the to hunter. be the hunted. But it, it doesn't it doesn't seem to bother him anyway. So I'll just go for him. Yeah, he's pretty laid back and pretty cool, calm and collected, isn't he? So yeah. let's see how he handles the pressure. Maybe, maybe you know, there might be a dynamic deal with him and Hirscher at some stage. Who knows? That would be I interesting. Mean, but that's a bold, that's a bold call. That's bold. Do you think do you think that's on the do you think that'll ever happen? Do you think that's I don't know, but you do you know, like I think I would love to see that because oh, I'd love to my, see from, it. from my perspective, he seems like the next Hirscher, even though Christopherson's won a lot, nothing taking away from him, but he hasn't won the overall World Cup, and Hirscher has it eight times, and I think Odermar can do a couple of times as well if he keeps going. That would be a real dynamic duo. Yes, and he's and he is supported by Red Bull as well. Um, so you Red, know, I wonder, I wonder how much money they offered him. They probably uh, came with like a, a, I don't know, like a truckload of money, and like, hey, there you go. And he still said no. Maybe, maybe that went into the Formula One budget for Red Bull, and they were like, "Oh, we had we, we overdone it a bit." <laughs> uh, yeah, they were, I bet they, I bet there would have been a fair few zeros after uh, after a decent figure on that. 
after the first five zeros, there might be another decent couple of zeros. <laughs> oh, absolutely. Absolutely. But uh, yeah, so um, yes, yes. And then that's sort of going to kick us off with our predictions, our picks. But what else, uh, what are you expecting from the Brits on the British scene for Solden? You know, I think Alex Tilly has, has done some good results last year. So I, if she can make another step in the right direction, and obviously I know she had like some injury problems and stuff. Um, I think that it, I think for her, the, the, it would have been tough because obviously she started off last year so well yeah, and then got the injury and then it was a race against time for the Olympic Games. And I think, and that obviously didn't quite work out and she obviously wasn't 100% fit when she went into, uh, into Pyeongchang, uh, Beijing. So, and then obviously then you're, you've, you've hampered your return to ski by trying to get back so quickly. So I think this summer by the looks of things and the stuff that I've spoken to you know, a couple of her coaches with, I think it looks like she's really knuckled down and got everything set where it needs to be from the injury wise. And then hopefully sort of clean slate this season and, and bring the good, like you talked about good feelings early, just a minute ago about some of the other athletes and hopefully Tilly can, um, pick up some good feelings herself right yeah for sure um i mean she definitely has like you know she has the bandwidth to be a very good skier so i hope she can like bring it down has like consistent results like a bit like um she can cut this out <laughs> <laughs> what's her name again which one the other bit charlie guest charlie guest right. sake start again yeah a bit like charlie guest I know you're going to cut it off. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, go, yeah, no, no, I'll cut it out. Go on, yeah, I'll cut it out. I don't want to swear. I'm going to behave to myself today. <laughs> anyway, Charlie Guest. Sorry, Charlie. Um, you know, build up on her good results. Um, and I hope Tilly can do good the same. And then yeah. for Charlie, well, ah. Uh, what do what, what do we say? I don't know. I think he he has he has all the ingredients to be a top 15 skier, which he almost showed last year. I think he showed it. Was he top 15? Under, I think yeah. 17, maybe. Um, if he, if he's in the right headspace, I think he can definitely do good stuff. And he's got, I, he's got, yeah, like you said. The, the and also, I think that the babes are lower this year from what I, from what I saw. Um, and the bib is a big thing in Zelden. Like, if you are starting in the back, barely any chance to get into the top third. Not many people make that. So, um, yeah, we will see. I'm yeah, excited. So it is. It is going to be interesting. I think you're you're right about Raposa. He's got it's all. He's got all the ingredients needed now. You know the the, the guys behind him with the brand, the ski brand. I'm sure Rosnia were great to him before, but Van Deer obviously going. You know they've only got three athletes or three three World Cup athletes, so they're certainly going to be listening to 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 him intently about what he needs to get better. Which obviously I hope they don't. No, I'm joking. I mean, if they are listening to it, <laughs> they're listening for a long time because you think we can talk. That guy can talk. You know, when he's been on this show, the amount of editing I've had to do because it, the pod would be like four hours long of Raposo just just talking about himself. I think we should. Yeah, I think we should get him back on the pod actually, just just for the entertainment bit. Well, we'll see how he goes in Solden. Yeah, Charlie. So if you make the top ten, you're back on the pod. Yeah, you you made a bold call in the pub about a top ten. I did make a bold call. I, I I believe in him. Of course, I do. He's my friend, and he's a good skier. As I said, he has all the ingredients. He looked pretty good in summer, but it's just about being in the right headspace. If he isn't, you know, it could go 
Is he bad? We all know that. If he's in a good space, it can go really well. Yeah, so, and certainly, like, if you can, as obvious thing to say, but hit the ground running at the start of the season and who yeah, knows what. It's, and obviously, it's with, with those um, those big points results from Kranzkogora last year, you know, he only needs one more sort of semi-decent point score and that'll be him starting in the top 30. So uh, there is a, a fairly sizable carrot being down, dangled just in front of uh, Mr. Raposo, so if he can, yeah. I, you know, I think we're all ready to listen to his faffing if he makes it in top thirty. <laughs> we'll, I... we'll all just sit there and listen <laughs> if he gets it. Yes, excellent. Have you got anything? Anything else to add? Have we missed anything? I think you know injuries maybe this year. Like there were a couple I saw, um, but we, I guess, we're just getting used to that anyway. Um. I think Justin Morizier had like a back surgery, which is a real shame because he was skiing very well last year. But from what Instagram, I mean, if it's not on Instagram, it's not real anyway. So uh, yeah, exactly. So uh, he looks like he's in recovery now. I think one or two Austrian girls had like ACL injuries. So I guess we, they're still there, sadly. Um, But yeah, we'll, we'll see how, how this progresses. I think it's an interesting you know, side side battle to look at because last year I remember there were like hundreds of them. Yeah. Um, and it's always obviously a shame for everyone who gets injured. It's part of the game, but that's all you could. Yeah. Do. Yeah. It is part and parcel of it, but yeah, let's hope that they're kept to a minimum. We get some belt-in races from uh, start to finish. Yeah, action pack season coming your way, Marcel. Thank you, my friend. Uh, and uh, you and I again next time. Maybe we'll see if we can get Raposo and let's see how he does and solve them, shall we? Uh, until next time, bye for now. <laughs>